You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast, Episode 6. On this episode, we'll learn how to engage your employees and talk to our special guest, Brad Schneider. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Mind Your Own Business, a guide to driving success and balancing life. This is a chance to get real life learnings from actual business owners, executives, and business leaders who've you know really kind of been out there and have actually done this. So I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Mary Ellen. Hi, Josh. You are way too happy. <laughs> always. <laughs> All right. So, Mary Ellen, we, we've been doing these podcasts for a while, and you, you're always so happy and so engaged, even when the microphones are not on. Um, I'd love to have and work with employees and colleagues that are as happy and as engaged in you. So I, I actually kind of have to have, I know we've gotten to know each other really well with this, but is that just, is this really your personality or is there like a secret formula that I don't know about? Uh, no, I'm pretty much a happy person, um, but I do check my attitude. So that's something that I've been in sales off and on throughout my career. And I've learned that when I'm dealt difficult situation or if I'm not really feeling up to par, I really do put a smile on my face. I believe that you can hear a smile in someone's voice. So I really do check my attitude so people feel the confident side in me and the happy side in me because it's not their fault that I might be having a bad day. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting kind of an underlying thing that there's probably been some situations where you haven't been happy and you've had to just kind of mask it. So there has to be a story behind this, and I think I need to hear it. Yeah, you know, the whole fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I have, I've been in the field a lot, so I've always worked with field teams. And one of the companies I work with did a really great job. The CEO pulled in all of his upper management and the field support because we're the ones that were out there working with the locations in the field. And so he'd pull us in every year to talk about our strategies and what we're going, you know, our goals for the following year. So lo and behold, new CEO, we're all scratching our head because, you know, we always had this meeting in September or October. It's now December. Nobody's talked to us about goals. Nobody's talked to us about what the focus is for the following year. And then we have the meeting. Uh, and oh, by the way, they schedule the meeting the week of Christmas where a lot of people already had requested time off and it was a mandatory meeting. Man, so it was interesting. They're already setting you guys up for yeah, success. Right. So we come in and they tell us their three um, strategies. We're responsible for pulling them through. They're expecting 80% compliance when anytime we started anything new, it normally was a 30, 30, 30, but they wanted 80% within a six month period of time. Uh, told us what our goals were, didn't ask any of us of any of the things that were going on in our own market. So that year was very interesting. We we actually didn't do bad as far as growth, uh, but we were accurate with the pull-through strategy, the one item that was going to be pull-through, that we said we'd have 50% by six months, not 80%, and we were right on, but that was unacceptable. Hmm. And four out of the eight actually left that year. Wow. So we ended up with a new team, too. It was pretty tough. So, I mean, having happy and engaged employees, you'd think that's one of those subjects that just seems so simple and and logical, you know, much like customer service. But I guess if it was really that easy, if everyone's giving great service, then I guess you'd think every employee would be engaged. 
Um, I mean, there's been hundreds of books that have been written on this subject, but we thought we'd actually go right to the source, as we often do here on uh, Mind Your Own Business. And we have fun when we're doing <laughs> yes, it. Yes, we do. Uh, so we went right to the source to talk to a business owner who's also in the business of coaching other business owners and uh, HR and with his learnings on happy and engaged employees. So I'd like to welcome Brad Snyder to the program. Brad has 20 plus years in human resources, coaching and development experience. He's just the person that we need to get some of these words of wisdom on happy and engaged employees. So Brad, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So Brad, I briefly touched on your experience uh, a little bit ago, but why don't you give us a little insight and let everyone know about your background? Sure. So I, um, about 20 years ago, got started working with a uh, technology company that was working with um, electrical engineers. And um, I quickly learned and discovered ways to try to uh, pull information out of electrical engineers and get them excited about communicating about what they were doing and not just what they were designing. Um, and so that kind of evolved into a career of uh, documentation, which turned into training, which turned into strategic communication, which turned into coaching, uh, which then ultimately turned into HR work along the way. And so really my career um, in a variety of different ways, whether it's been in consulting or inside of uh, different organizations that I've worked with, has been about helping people make discoveries about things, whether they're technical or personal or relationship-based, and helping them find new ways to kind of get to that next level and then grow their performance, uh, not just individually, but grow the performance of their organizations as well. Brad, that's great. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask, you know, with your level of experience, and we were talking earlier on about the importance of keeping employees engaged and happy at the workplace, um, why is it such a mystery and why can't we figure this model out. I mean, what are the key factors that you believe in keeping employees happy and engaged in the workplace? You know, I think the one of the reasons why it becomes mysterious for folks and it, be, it becomes a challenge is because we get distracted from taking care of the people that are taking care of our customers and ultimately making our businesses grow and, and flourish on a regular basis. You know, a lot of times, and I use the movie of metaphor with my clients a lot, you know, I'll talk to my clients about how they are the only people as the business owner that have seen the movie from start to finish. And as you bring people into your business sometimes, you forget that they come in in the middle of the movie and they maybe don't necessarily have the background or the understanding about what you're trying to do or why you're trying to do it or how you're trying to go about doing it. And so unless you're really intentional about making sure that they've got clear expectations with your team, that you're managing to those expectations and you're keeping folks on track to those expectations, and you're creating structure and process that lets people really make good decisions and really trust in the values that you've put into your business that they're going to do the right things for your clients and your customers based on that values that you've put into them. Um, those are all things that people kind of drift away from and, and kind of lose sight of. And, and, and you need to pay attention to it. You need to put time to it. But unfortunately, as fires pop up and everybody's dealing with the hectic rush of the day-to-day, -day, sometimes making sure that you're aligned with your employees is one of the last things that um, sometimes business owners think to do. That's great insight, Brad. I mean, I, I think back to, you know, 
a long time ago when I worked for a restaurant. It, it was at one restaurant in town that everybody wanted to work for. The management team there, the ownership, they loved their employees. There was a lot of you know reason for the employees to work there. They gave a lot of incentive. Everybody was so happy. I had a great time working there. And then all of a sudden, there was a shift uh, of new ownership and new management. And you saw the morale you know, in the restaurant changed. The incentive no longer was there. Um, they, they didn't, you know, do anything to really keep the employees happy. It was just, you know, work, make money and go home. And you saw, you know, a lot of the employees leave. You saw just the whole general feeling of the restaurant kind of went down. So, you know, even having that in my experience, I guess my question is, you know, why, why don't you think that it seems to be a, a top priority, even though it seems obvious that an engaged workforce would produce better results. Why, why do you think that it doesn't seem to be such a top priority to some of these, you know, uh, new ownership and managers uh, with their, with their establishments? I think a lot of times it's an assumption that I have, I have an engaged workforce that everybody's on the same page with me, um, that they can make the right decisions. Um, I think that's one side of things that I see, you know, another side of things that I see too is that um, people get frustrated by it. Um, Sometimes you're the owner and you're running the business and you can't understand why everybody doesn't have the same level of intensity and passion and focus for the business that you do. And it's hard sometimes to be able to try to translate that passion into a set of beliefs and actions and an attitude set with your employees for them to behave like they're the business owners. Um, for the business owner, oftentimes it's just it's kind of core to who they are and why they do what they do. Uh, but they're hiring people that maybe share some of those same values, but really at the end of the day, they're not the business owner and they don't have that same level of ownership and passion and intensity in the business. So if they don't see it happening just based on how they would react to things, it's sometimes very difficult for them to be able to, to set up a system and an environment for people to behave and react and make decisions and take charge of things in a way that they would want them to do with the appropriate scope of authority. Yeah, that's a, that's great insight onto that into that area. The one other question I was wondering, Brad, with your experience is, um, can can that manager get those great results without an engaged workforce? I mean, you know, you just shared a great, you painted a great picture. How does that happen though if they just come in and you know, here's what I want, but they don't really share their whole vision and, and motivate that team? How important is it to the results? Well, you know, I, I, when I have that question that's kind of uh, brought back to me by folks, what I ask them about is what, what's their target, what's their focus. If you want short-term results, um, results that rewire, require you to spend a ton of time and energy and effort, you know, almost micromanaging specific details of everything that's happening in your business, you can get short-term results and have short-term success without creating that level of engagement with your team. Um, but if you want longer-term success, if you want your business to ultimately grow, if you want to be able to create an environment where your employees not don't just know what to do in a specific documented situation that you have a procedure set for or something like that, but you want them to make good judgment calls on the best way to serve your clients in a gray area kind of thing um, and do what's right for the business, you know, make decisions as the business owner that you would want them to make, then you've got to get them engaged and you've got to give them some of the the development to help them grow that level of judgment, to be able to expand the scope of their roles and to be able to do more for your business. 
And so really, at the end of the day, it's about being able to do more with the same amount of people, or in some cases, you have to be able to do more with less. And you have to have people that are engaged to be able to do that. And the only way to get that long-term sustained growth is to continue to have people being engaged in making those decisions and, and feeling comfortable that they can try and do new things to help your business grow. Well, you know, Brad, I'm actually starting to see some reoccurring themes in some previous podcasts that we have. You know, I think when, when you're talking about engagement, I think a lot of this comes down to communication. And I think a lot of this also comes down to, you know, knowing your employees, know, the employees knowing, you know, the, the management team, kind of understanding, uh, you know, how everyone works. You know, we, we've talked in previous podcasts about you know, uh, understanding personality profiles to determine how you can relate to one another and communicate. So I think that, and, and I mean, what do you think? Do you think that comes down to, you know, how to really work on this engagement piece? I think it's a core part, core part of it. Uh, helping people to understand expectations and what you're really looking for them to be able to do with the business, um, giving them feedback, um, trying to find ways to improve their performance, um, making sure that there's a level of accountability for results inside your business. Um, those are all things that are really require good communication, both down to your employees, but also an environment where your employees can communicate back up to you and give you honest feedback about how they feel they're doing about something, or you know, getting some feedback from you on a on a difficult decision that they made, and being able to share that with you in a way where they feel like they're going to be encouraged and be able to grow. Um, and not get zapped maybe because they, they did the wrong thing that maybe potentially could hurt your business in the short term, but becomes a really good learning experience to help your business grow in the long term. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Brad Schneider. Mind Your Own Business is sponsored by The Growth Coach. The Growth Coach is a franchise organization that's comprised of business coaches from all over the globe that focuses on business and sales coaching for small to medium-sized businesses. These coaches help guide the success of business owners, managers, and sales teams primarily in a group coaching format. Thanks to The Growth Coach. And we're back with Mind Your Own Business Podcast and our special guest, Brad Schneider. Uh, now, Mary Ellen, we were uh, just talking during the commercial break uh, about a couple of things that you still wanted to ask. You know, Brad, you just touched on something that resonates with me. One of the companies I worked with did an annual survey uh, for engagement, and ironically, the behaviors of our upper management changed right before the survey went out. And and we would joke as a <laughs> I can't team. Imagine why. Yeah, yeah, right. But we would joke as a team, um, we we know what they're doing because we know the survey is coming out and you know, they say it's confidential, but then you have to put certain elements down of of yourself that they could probably figure out who's providing what feedback. So that's really interesting. So thanks for sharing that. One of my other questions, everything that we're talking about here, why do so many companies really struggle with how to engage? It's very important. So why do they struggle with how to engage their employees? Um, yeah, I think there's a few things that make it a challenge to be able to engage employees. Um, one of the things is that you really have to be able to look at each individual role inside of the business and try to figure out a way that they can kind of be engaged and, and drive engagement at that specific level. Um, you know, if you if you own a large retail organization, you know you can't really create strategies for engagement where your frontline um, 
greeter or cashier person um, is necessarily trying to drive strategic initiatives of your business. Um, but you do need to be able to create a, a sense of structure for them where they've got some freedom and, and some capabilities to maybe um, give refunds within a sp certain uh, space. It's um, a certain, certain uh, reset there. Um, to be able to give refunds, for example, within a certain set of parameters so that they can do the right thing for the customer and really salvage that customer relationship and, and being having some control and some ownership of how they're managing that relationship with inside of parameters that you're able to set. And so sometimes it's kind of hard to go from the high level, you know, kind of strategic owner level down to the tactical level to be able to create that structure um, and create that environment and being able to manage to those behaviors um, can be a little bit of a difficult leap, especially if you're kind of just driving by or walking by and, and seeing one of those interactions in, in, in action. Um, but, you know, really a lot of it is, is really being able to put yourself into the individual roles that you have for your employees and being able to just find ways for them to be able to have more ownership over what they're doing um, a little bit of judgment within the right set of parameters of, of where you need them to be able to think a little bit and really take that sort of discretionary action. That's the difference between following the simple steps of your procedure um, and finding the right place that's in the spirit of the policy of what you, what you want done, uh, but it's doing the right things for your customers, um, for your suppliers and your vendors when things aren't clearly black and white. That's great insight. So if I'm hearing you correctly, communication's key, um, allowing them to take ownership and allowing them to have confidence in their decisions. And then I'm also seeing that it's that whole, how do we work well together and not being afraid of making a mistake because we do learn from our mistakes. What are your magic tips for us around engagement and happy employees in the workplace? Sure. There's five things that I really try to focus on with my clients um, in terms of keeping people motivated and productive and engaged. Um, you know, the first thing that I really want them to focus on is trying to pick the right people that fit the business. And so it's not necessarily finding people with the technical skills that fit that job, but really around trying to find the behaviors and the values and the attitudes that really represent what you want in your business. Um, you can usually teach the skills that are required for most roles, um, but being able to have that value set and that attitude set that matches what you want done in your business is, is crucial for you to be able to get the person that has the right mindset, that wants to take ownership for things, wants to have some leadership over things that are going on inside of your business, and want to be able to help you grow your business. Another thing that I try to emphasize with my clients, and it's a little bit on this communication piece that we were talking about, is really giving great feedback. And so being able to set good expectations and giving good feedback to people to let them know when they're doing things well and not just letting them know that they're doing things well, but why they're doing things well and what impact it has on the business, as well as on the opposite side when maybe things don't go well, um, when they're trying something new and letting them know why it didn't work out well or why maybe the thought process they had wasn't correct. So it becomes really learnable types of moments for those folks so that they can go ahead and make better judgments and decisions going forward based on the feedback that they're receiving. Um, the next thing there is also focusing on improving performance. So continuing to raise the bar inside of your business, even if it's just an incremental bump in performance goals, trying to move your revenue goals up, or any other types of targets that you have for performance, 
consistently on a regular basis, inching the bar forward keeps people challenged and focused on trying to meet that next set of uh, expectations that you're meeting. Um, and it ultimately helps you grow your business because you're extending further out your capabilities to get things done by expecting a little bit more out of your people as they become more successful inside of your business. Accountability is also key too. So you always hear the A word and you know clients speak about you know holding people accountable and things like that. Um, a lot of times inside their business. Um, one of the things that I think is really important with this is being able to share what the expectations are, not just for you individually, but for your whole group there. And then what happens is when everybody understands what's expected of everyone else inside of the business, now there's a level of accountability where each other can hold each other accountable, understand what they should be expecting from each other, and coach each other to be able to deliver on the things that they need to deliver to grow the business. And the last thing and the one that I see people probably do the least of is developing leaders but not people leaders. So many times I see inside of businesses somebody says, I don't really want to do a new job. I don't want to grow and develop into anything. I don't want to be a supervisor. I just want to keep doing the job that I'm doing. And all of our businesses need those steady people to keep our businesses flowing. But one of the things that you can do with them to keep them from growing stagnant is give them some ownership and some leadership and responsibility over a particular process or a particular aspect of your business. They don't necessarily have to be people leaders, but for instance, if you've got somebody that's in charge of you know, receiving people inside of your business in sort of a receptionist role, by giving them responsibility for client experience and making them the, the director of your client experience and phrasing things in that fashion, opens up the possibilities for them to really think of creative ways to make every interaction with your company, whether it's on the phone or in person, one that really makes people feel great about your business and really hits home with them as a business that you want to be able to be associated with. Wow, Brad, I mean, those are, it says magic tips, and I, and I have to agree that those are, you know, five really, really good uh, tips that I think every business owner or leader could uh, could really use. The one that really jumped out at me was the whole uh, performance, you know, aspect. I know, you know, in, in previous companies that I've worked for, um, management and leaders, it's so easy for them to kind of jump in and tell you what you're doing wrong and kind of tell you the mistakes that you're making. Um, and you know, the old saying, it's easier to get, you know, flies with with honey yes. as it is with vinegar. Um, but, you know, just taking that time to, you know, talk about, you know, how you're performing well and the good things you're doing, how that can engage, you know, your, your employees and how that's going to make them feel better and, and, and want them to take ownership over their, over their position. Yeah. I, I, to me, that was probably one of the biggest tips as well. In addition to the accountability, because I, I'm one that really believes that when you let people know what you're expecting and they understand your vision and you give them ownership, it really elevates their confidence. So therefore, they're more engaged because they own it. You're not asking them on a daily basis what they're doing. They're really reporting to you what they're doing. So that whole engagement level just changes and they feel more valued as an employee. Absolutely, and when you've, and you've given them the right skill and you've given them that right set of expectations, then when that gray area comes up or that opportunity to maybe extend the role that they have a little bit further to help you get more out of that job, get more out of that person, and they come to you and say, hey, here was the situation and here's what I did and I'm just looking for your feedback, 
that's that moment as the owner where you know you've got that engaged workforce because now you've got people that are not just doing the job you've assigned them, but they're finding ways for the for them to get more out of that job, that role that they've been assigned to. And that's how you grow your business is it's a bunch of those small incremental gains of people being able to do a little bit more, touch a customer in a better and more effective way, connecting better inside of the business so that you're a little bit more efficient in your communication and process or a variety of different ways. But it's all those incremental small gains that ultimately lead to the long-term gain that you're looking to see as you're trying to grow your business. Well, Brad, everything that you have said today, all of your insight and words of wisdom when it comes to engaging employees has been uh, amazing. I mean, you've kind of even opened up my eyes being an employee, not even being a business leader. It's, it's really opened my eyes into, you know, how, you know, I can engage others and how, you know, I feel like I should be engaged. Um, unfortunately, our time's kind of winding down, so we're going to have to wrap things up. But, you know, if, if, if we were able to get one business leader out there that's listening to this today to just take a moment and pause and think about employee engagement, you know, I think it's been, I think this has been time well spent. All right. So, Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any, uh, any last tips or any, any final thoughts before we wrap up our podcast today? You know, the only other thing that, um, that I kind of talk to my clients about sometimes is when they're trying to figure out how to drive engagement um, is at the end of the day, if you're really trying to figure out how to get your employees clicked in and how to get them to take a little bit more ownership is simply pull them together and ask them. And one simple question you can ask them is if you were the business owner, or if you were in my shoes, what are three ways we could, and the questions could be, you know, all over the map, improve the business in general, grow profit, improve operations. Uh, boost team spirit and morale, uh, make our company better and different from the competition. Just simple questions like those where you get feedback from your folks that are telling you, hey, here's how I see we can improve the business, and then maybe finding ways to work with them to, to make some of those things happen. That's a surefire way to spark some engagement and some ownership and excitement from the people that are working from you. Well, Brad, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a, a great podcast. We really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, Brad, thanks for all your insight. You're welcome. Appreciate you having me on. Well, Mary Ellen, until next time, keep spreading that positive energy at the workplace. Hey, you know I'm always smiling. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> if you'd like more information or if you'd like to contact Brad to see if he can help you engage more with your employees, he could be reached at 740-972-4110. Or if you're located in the North Central area of Ohio, you could visit him at www.thegrowthcoachcentraloh.north.com. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast.